When it comes to clothes, we're all being encouraged to reuse and recycle. But how easy is that in practice? Well, in today's episode, I'm delighted to welcome back Elise Sinclair of Elise's Sewing Studio to talk about refashioning items that we might have in our wardrobes or might pick up from charity or thrift shops. So if you've struggled for ideas on how to zhuzh up an old favourite or how to give a pre-loved item a new lease of life, then she has lots of great suggestions as well as tips on things to look out for when you're preparing your project. So stay tuned to find out more. Hello everyone and welcome to the So Mindful podcast where we dig into the tips and topics that will help you have great fun making clothes that make you feel fabulous. I'm your host Jackie Blakemore of So Much More Fun and I can't wait to share this week's illuminating episode with you. So let's roll the tape. Hello everyone and today I'm delighted to welcome back Elise Sinclair to talk to me today about how to refashion items. So we're going to talk about tips for making changes to existing garments. So Elise joined me for a previous episode, episode 53. So if you haven't listened to that, then please go back and have a listen where we talked about making alterations for your body shape. But for those who haven't heard that, Elise, could you just give a quick introduction and summary of who you are and what kind of things you've been up to recently? Hi. So yeah, my name is Elise. I have a sewing blog, Elise's Sewing Studio. My background and training is actually in costumes. So I've done some costume design for theater and a little bit of TV as well. So I've worked with a lot of different people, actors, dancers, and I've done sewing service in my local area as well. So I've worked with a lot of different people and different bodies and different tastes. So I've done a lot of fitting different types of clothing on people, whether it's costumes or like a bridesmaid dress or all kinds of different things. And I love taking clothes that you already have and making them fit you better or just updating and changing the style. It's a lot of fun. And it's good for your wallet and it's good for the environment. Fantastic. So we wanted to talk about refashioning today, didn't we? Because it was one of the things after we'd done the, the last episode, we said there were a range of other topics that we could cover. And one of the things that's been in my wardrobe for quite some time is a jacket that I bought from the charity shop. And so we were talking about different ideas around that. But before we get into the details and your ideas to help me with that particular garment, can you tell me a bit about other reasons why you might want to refashion an item, particularly at the moment? Yes, lots of different reasons. Sometimes it's just you have something, maybe it's a really nice fabric, but you feel like the style is maybe a bit outdated. Earlier this year, I had taken, I maybe got it in like 2012 or 2010, something like that. It was kind of a, I call it a tunic. It's not long enough to be a dress that you wear on its own, but it's longer than a regular shirt, wear it with leggings. I really liked the fabric, but it was about 10 years old. And I felt that the style wasn't quite up to date anymore. So what I did, I ended up chopping it off under the armpit, basically, putting the elastic casing in there and turning that to a skirt. And that was an item that I had, hadn't worn in maybe three, four years that was just collecting dust and taking up space in my closet. And I did wear it last week as the summer skirt. I really like the fabric. I had it already. It saves money. It saves clothes from the landfill. These are all good things in my books. Yeah. And yeah. It was a f- pattern that I really like. So that in that way, you had something totally unique that is yours. 
And you know what? This project didn't take very long to chop the top off a dress and put an elastic casing in the skirt. If you haven't done it before, it's a little bit of a learning curve with everything, but it took me less than an hour to do. Yeah. Nice, quick projects. Yeah. It's quicker than driving to the shopping center and trying something on and trying to find something you like in your color and your size that fits. And we talked about some of the challenges around shopping, especially after lockdown, didn't we? Quite a lot of the shops have closed. And so we're having to buy a lot more things online. And we were saying about if you've got something already or something you like the fabric of, but you just want to change it into something else. And that can be a lot easier, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't always have the time to sit down and sew a project from start to finish. So for me to fix something up that you already have can almost be faster and less frustrating than trying to find something that fits you. And I did, yeah, especially during the lockdown days, go on a bit of a shopping in my closet spree where I just went through everything. A lot of us were in the decluttering or like trying to fix up our home phase. I was mostly fixing up my closet and finally tackling my to alter or refashion clothes, I had a maxi dress, like a long summer dress. I had used a few years earlier as a maternity dress. So it was a size or two up for what I'd normally buy. So it was too big, like in the bust area. So that obviously wasn't going to work. So I chopped that off there. And that's like a long skirt that I wear a lot too. I did the same thing as with that other tunic where I just keep the hem as it is. Decide how long you want it to be put an elastic casing in. And that's, now you've got a skirt in maybe less than an hour. Yeah, great. It's satisfying to be able to do that, especially you know, if it's something you have that you like the fabric of, you're not using. So let's talk about then what types of things we can refashion. So we've mentioned about items in your wardrobes that maybe don't fit either too big or too small. So mm-hmm. I definitely have had items where I've taken elements of the fabric, maybe deconstructed them if they're too small. That tends to be more my, as my size expands yeah. as I get older, but using elements of those garments within new garments. Absolutely. Or something like a skirt that waistbands now a bit snug. Usually there's a bit more fabric in the hip area. So sometimes I've seen people chop the top part of the waistband off because below it has maybe a couple extra inches of fabric. So that's more comfortable. And then they'll cut a new waistband and put that on there so they can still use the skirt. It's like they just shorten it from the top a little bit just to make it more comfortable. Yeah. And also I've ended up refashioning items that maybe I've made, but they didn't quite turn out as I'd hoped. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I have a few of those too. I had some wide leg pants and I decided I wasn't a wide leg pant person. And I ended up using the fabric in it for a pair of leggings for my kid instead. So that can happen even if you've been sewing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You can reuse fabrics and things like that too, if that's ever happened to you. Yeah. And then in my case, so there were things that I then bought from the charity shop or whatever, because I either like the fabric or like the style or some elements of it. So what they're now calling pre-loved items, but I'd say charity shop items or vintage items as well. The one that we're going to talk about today, the style of it is maybe not quite in fashion at the moment, but the elements of it definitely could be. So it's kind of looking at those different aspects, isn't it? And we'll go into that a bit more. What would you say the difference is between sort of refashioning and recycling? Refashioning is maybe a bit more creative in a way. You're taking something and you're just giving it a new style, sort of redesigning something that already exists. Recycling, I think that's almost like reusing the material or almost creating just material. I almost feel like it's like returning an item to material and refashioning. It's more a project by project basis. 
Yeah, I think if you're keeping some of the original features of the garment, whether you use okay. them in context or out of it, like you said, so maybe that the difference between taking it back to the basic, just elements of fabric that you can turn into something with a with a pattern versus keeping some of the features and, and sort of just modifying the design, maybe. Refashioning as well, often you aren't using a pattern. It's just making changes to something. Whereas if you have enough material and you have a pattern that actually fits, you can recut something out again. But often when you are restyling something, there isn't enough to start from scratch. You often have to keep some of the elements because you only have a limited amount to work with. So let's talk about then some of the types of things that you can do to refashion. So you've mentioned a couple already. So the first one that you mentioned was around cutting off part of a garment and adding elastic, for example, to add a, a new waistband or to turn to turn that part of the garment into a slightly different garment. So like a shirt or a longer dress into a skirt or something like that. So what other types of changes can you do when you're refashioning? It depends a bit on your style too. I've definitely seen some people do some really like artsy kind of funky things that have a few pieces put together and maybe the sleeves are from one item and the body is from something else. I personally haven't done that much of that. Yeah. So they're quite big changes, aren't they? What else can you do for maybe smaller projects for refashioning? Um, Things like taking full-length trousers into shorts or capris. I've done that a few times and I like to put a little cuff on the bottom too. I've done that as well for jeans in particular that have had holes in the knee. And I decided I wasn't feeling the hole in the knee look, but instead I cuffed the bottom and turned those into shorts. And with the cuff on the bottom, it looks a little bit more polished than if you just cut off the bottom of your jeans and let them fray. And I've done that with sleeves too. I mean, turning a long sleeve into a short sleeves. And you can get a little bit creative with that as well. You could do a basic hem, but often if you're turning it into a short sleeve, the bicep is usually the wider part. So you might need to bring it in a little bit or make a cuff. If it's a full sleeve, you could add an elastic casing and make a little puff sleeve or maybe a little pleat and a little button on top. It's also fun if something is worn out, the fabric is beyond its life cycle. I do also like to save buttons and zippers and especially hardware and just save those to keep for future use too. And you can even just swap the hardware on stuff, can't you? Like you say, maybe even just changing up the hardware on that particular garment can make a big difference. Yeah, we had mentioned we had taken shoulder pads out of things too. Yeah. I had a nice dress. It was my grandma's, I think it was from the 80s. And it had is it a flutter sleeve or a butterfly sleeve. It had a very soft, it was like silk, and a very soft, short sleeve. And it had a very 80s shoulder pad in it. I just took that out and it was, it was fine. <laughs> it just needed the shoulder pad removed. And that was enough to do the trick. Yeah, and we definitely went for the big shoulder pads. And it did try and come back a little bit, didn't it? But it definitely hasn't come back. <laughs> yeah, but if you're into that look, you could just add a shoulder pad, couldn't you, I guess? Yeah, if that's what you decide you like. And that's the fun thing too, you know. Yeah, um, I bought a dress that had very big sleeves. And whilst it was lovely, there was quite a big pattern on the fabric as well. So it was kind of too much for me. But as you mentioned, even just trimming the sleeves... And then just sewing them made it more into a flutter sleeve. But it just meant that I didn't have loads of fabrics kind of in this bodice area. So even just shortening stuff can help, can't it? Absolutely. Especially where you said that was a big pattern or bold pattern. If there's a lot of fabric, if you feel like that is sort of overwhelming you a little bit, then 
to cut a sleeve shorter or a hem shorter in the length can do a fair bit. I did do that to a trench coat once. I had a beige kind of classic trench coat with a tie around the waist, but I kind of felt like a wall of beige <laughs> wearing it. So I just shortened it above the knee and then I added some beads on the lapel and that totally changed it because I felt very drab in it. I sort of, I was like, oh, a trench coat's very chic. Then I'm like, I just feel like a beige, a beige being. <laughs> I don't know. It was, just too, it was just too much going on. It was just too much of just one flat color. And where it had the tie waist, it didn't have the buttons to break it up. It was just too much. I just needed to lighten it a bit. I, I took maybe seven or eight inches off the hem. Yeah, and even like you say, adding beads and things like that can also be really helpful, can't it? You just add in maybe little details can also just lift something. Absolutely. Yeah, any sort of decorative elements. I've seen also with children's clothing sometimes... Maybe there's a very favorite t-shirt that has like a image on the front or a favorite character. I remember when I was a kid, there was something on maybe one of my brother's t-shirts that got cut out and re-sewn a few times on a different shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's more for children, but there might be someone out there with a little one in their life that's trying to squeeze into something that's clearly outgrown. And maybe they just need to save the front off of it and stick it on either another shirt or a backpack or something else. Yeah, indeed. So we talked about the jacket. So I should explain what the jacket is. I will put a photo in the blog post for the show notes. But the jacket is a cropped jacket, a bit kind of Chanel style, I would say. It's got buttons down the front. It's like a tweedy kind of pattern, a checked pattern. And then it has a velvet binding all the way around, which is in the same color as the buttons. And that's in like a dark maroon color. And then it has two little welt pockets, which have also got that on as well. And it is lined. And when I put it on, it fits really nicely, except for the fact it does have these massive shoulder pads. And I don't think it even comes across. I sent you the video, didn't I, Lise? But it doesn't come across just how big they are. I thought it was a really cute jacket. I love the covered buttons and how they were in the same fabric as the piping. And that's something else you could do, too, if you have just a tiny piece of fabric that you really like you can cover buttons you just cut a circle bigger than your button do some hand stitches to gather it in and you have a covered button I thought that was a really great find but one of the buttons was missing right so you you will have to unfortunately change those buttons because it was neat how they matched the piping but then you'll save those buttons for something else yeah or try and find some similar but yeah and it has little buttons on the cuff as well it's got like a little little cuff hasn't it yeah I would keep those ones on the cuff it was a cute jacket it's just it's too bad that one was missing on the front so you'll have to change the front i might have to try and match that velvet maybe you'll have to bring it into the fabric shop with you and see if there's like an exact match so my original plan when i got it was i would try and replace the shoulder pads and i haven't got quite got around to that yet but that's one aspect but in terms of refashioning it, you mentioned about a few other ideas that you had and suggestions that you had around how I could make changes because I've had it for a while now and it's ended up with some small cloth type holes in some of the bits yeah. of fabric. So we were just talking about ideas for that, weren't we, as well? Yeah. Usually for that, you just have to do a very careful job by hand. I have done that. There's some people who are like expert at it, but you basically have to sew a few stitches horizontally and then vertically and then like basket weaves to try and basically build the fabric back up. And then usually if you give it a press, that helps those stitches kind of sink in a bit too. 
depending on where it is too and how obvious it is, if it's close to the neck, maybe you could add some sort of detail. I think is there one on the shoulder or the front? Could you stick a brooch over one of them or a decorative element like an applique? Not so much with moth holes, but for other jackets I have, I have quite long arms and sometimes you might have to add a cuff to a jacket or even like a little bit of lace edging. And that can be either on the outside or on the inside. So it's gathered a little bit and then hand stitched in. So it looks like a little bit of a sleeve trim poking out. But for the moth holes, you just have to do your best and try and repair it by hand the best you can. Yeah, that's one of the things I was thinking, because I think one of them's near the shoulder seam. And I wondered about putting maybe a strip, almost like a false head palette or something. Oh, that would be a neat idea. To try and pick up on the the style of it. Yeah. If you did do something like an epaulette, like you'd have to cut out different fabric. You could cover your buttons with the same fabric as yes. epaulette or even if it was just a stripe of ribbon over the shoulder seam as well. That'd be a neat idea. And now I'm something like epaulette with the same fabric to cover some other buttons. As long as it's sort of similar to the piping there, that could be neat. Or a neutral for both of those too, if it ends up being too big, especially with another element like an epaulette. So something that picks up the background color of the fabric. Yeah. And I liked the idea of adding the lace in different places. I thought that was a really nice idea. So not on this jacket particularly because it's quite patterned, but definitely I helped a client of mine with a coat that she'd bought from the charity shop, a pale blue coat. And it was slightly too short in the sleeves and it had a couple of marks on the front of the coat. And so we just agreed on a fabric that was a fairly patterned fabric and she was quite into vintage things anyway. So we found something that would match that style and ended up doing a couple of appliques on the front to make it look like it was intentional but then also using that same fabric under the edge of the sleeve, like you mentioned. So it okay. looks like a false cuff or something like that as well. Yeah. So I think they can be quite helpful ways, can't they? And you mentioned as well about sometimes cropping things or shortening can definitely make a difference to how they look. Yeah, exactly. Like a shorter, almost like a bolero type jacket I've seen. And it's not that complicated to do. If I were to cut the blazer to make it short, I would probably carefully fold the seam allowance under and then hand stitch it all the way around give it a good press and that would pretty much be all you'd need yeah but it can be a little bit scary to cut into things like that too but i like to encourage people who especially if they're learning or practicing sewing to practice on things you might already have that aren't precious just to get your confidence and your skills up and if it turns out that's wonderful and if it doesn't really then you know it wasn't something that wouldn't be a huge loss Practice first, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of things to look out for, if you're thinking about refashioning, are there any things that make it harder or things that you should try and avoid? I definitely look at fabric quality first, especially if you are looking at a charity shop or thrift shop or secondhand item that you're purchasing. You know, is the fabric pilled and worn out or is the fabric in good shape and looks like it would be easy to work with? If you are buying something, I always keep that in mind, as well as looking at hardware. And is that still functioning? Is the zipper still working? If you need to replace a zipper or some other functioning hardware, do you think you'll be able to do that? Those are the main things, really, that I look for, the quality and just other details. And think about 
maybe think about what you might want to do with it ahead of time. There are people that just sort of buy, buy, buy secondhand and what's five pounds or $10 here and there. And then they have this stack of things that they're supposed to refashion. So you want to actually make sure you have a plan instead of just, oh, I'll do something with this someday. And the same with fit too. Like if it's, if you're buying something that you love the fabric, but it's too small, do you know how to make it fit you? Do you have an idea of how you can make it fit you? Or are you going to just take it all apart and reuse the fabric for something else or blend it with other fabric? Because buying something that's just going to sit isn't really that helpful either. Yeah, agreed. And one thing in terms of shortening, I think, to think about that's caught me out before is think about zips. If it's got a zip front, yes. if it's an open-ended zip, then if you're going to try and shorten it, then you need to be aware of how you're going to do that. Think about how you can do that. Is it going to need a different zip or a different fastening yeah. or something like that? Yeah, because you can shorten the zipper at the top. I did do that with one of my bigger, well, it felt big because it was such a heavy project. I had a men's leather moto jacket sitting around in my closet for like 10 years. It was something that was a leftover costume item that the theater group told me they didn't want. They're like, here, I, I tend, I tend to... I was telling a friend recently, people tend to give me their weird clothes that they don't know what to do with. <laughs> and then they had this men's leather jacket that didn't fit anyone I know sitting in my closet for like 10 years. And I was, and then one day I was looking for something else and it just sort of fell on me. It was almost like, it was like, find me, do something. I've been here too long. So I did actually take that and it was a men's jacket. So it was boxy. So it was very much a rectangle. The shoulders were kind of big. I left the shoulders, but I shortened it at the waist. There was a seam at the waist, so I just chopped that off there where the seam already was, slightly below my natural waist. But I ended up chopping off about seven, eight inches of it, so it was a cropped jacket, and I did take it in. There was a seam at the center back that I took in, but I did have to take out, and it was like a huge honking, like big metal separating zip. I did take that out and I shortened it from the top and carefully put it back in. Also, it was the dead of winter and I didn't want to just order one zipper online. So I just decided to reuse the same zipper. You can shorten it at the top and carefully tuck the zipper teeth in the seam. Just don't sew over it with a sewing machine, especially <laughs> if it's a metal zipper or you will. I have had to take my machine to the shop hitting a metal piece of hardware before. So be very, very, very careful. That's your warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a big project, but yeah, it sounds lovely though. But yes, that definitely is something to keep in mind, especially a separating zip on a jacket or coat or even sometimes there's some side seam details like pockets. Yeah. That sometimes in one of those dress to skirt projects I was talking about, I did have to just sew up the side seam where there were side seam pockets. I just had to sew those up and just cut the pockets out because they would have ended up in totally the wrong place. I think for that one, I actually even like flipped the skirt kind of upside down to where it originally was. So it made no sense at all for where the pocket placement was on the refashion project. So I just cut those out completely. But you can also add a patch pocket to something too. Yeah. I've done that with old cardigans as well, just in a contrast color, just to make them a little bit less boring. Or again, that's yeah. something you can save. If you have something you're saving and want to reuse, a patch pocket is another thing you can save just a little bit of fabric for, for a future project. Yeah. And collars as well, can't you? You can have like detachable yes. collars that you can, again, they can choose up an outfit if you're looking for something just to add a bit more color. Because you, you mentioned about your beige jacket earlier. And I think sometimes too much one color can be too much near your face but sticking on some kind of collar over it or 
adjusting the color can help. Yeah, because in that case, I had chopped some length off and added beads. But yeah, adding another color can help. Something we did in the theater world a fair bit, there was a show I'd worked on where it was very flashy and the men's jackets, we ended up adding fabric on top of the lapels. And that was, I think that was done mostly by hand. It was mostly cut to the right size for the lapel and then slip stitched in place. That was for a show that was very glamorous and like silver and gold, like satin fabrics, but even just another color that you feel suits you against your face. That looks good. Yeah, so lots of great tips. I think it is harder changing a garment that already exists. I think that does take a bit more work and a bit more thought. I know some of the projects can be quick, like you said about cutting it off and adding elastic definitely can be really straightforward. Sometimes they can be elaborate, especially if the fitting is involved. Yeah, if you think about the order that things go together, if it's towards the end of the process of sewing, then sometimes they're easier to change. But if it's near yes. the beginning of the process of sewing, like putting in zips and things like that, sometimes they can be a bit more fiddly, can't they? Yeah, sometimes you might have to end up opening up some seams around what you're doing and then carefully stitching them back into place, especially any like a seam juncture, like wherever any seams from a few different pieces end up together. You might have to You might have to open up a bit more than you were originally planning to. But usually you can stitch it back together. It may have to be by hand, but that's okay. So yeah, just things to be aware of when you're looking at garments or thinking about your project. Another thing I often look out for is on a garment that you are either altering or refashioning, if they have top stitch seams, if you're refashioning something and those are in the way, sometimes for button-down shirts and blouses on the side, often the seam will be top stitched or often on the inseams of trousers or jeans. Those are bulky seams, and if you're opening up just part of it, it can be hard to sew that back and make it look the same. For jeans or heavier fabric, sometimes you can cheat around those bulky seams. I once took a pair of bootcut jeans and straightened them into straight leg jeans, and that brand was known for having very bulky top stitching. So what I did is I just made a little pleat next to it, and I sewed it. With a zipper foot, I did a blog post on this, if this doesn't make sense listening to it. You make a pleat and then you can use a zipper foot to sew really close along the edge. You make like a dart on the inside and once you press it well, you couldn't tell that I had sewn it. But I did not want to try and open this up and replicate the factory top stitching because I know... I don't have the right type of thread. And I'm not even sure if my machine will be able to sew that type of thread they use. There's no way that I can make that look original. So I just cheated and sewed next to it on the inside. And you see that sometimes when people are talking about shortening jeans, don't you as well, to keep the original hem, do something similar. So you actually, like you say, you sew close to the original hem, but you're actually taking a section within it. Yeah. If you've got a link to that, that'd be great. I'll put the link to how to do those. Yeah, I do. I do have a tutorial on that one too. I'm in Canada and we call that a Euro hem, but I don't know if you might call it something different. <laughs> That's the other thing. Too. A lot of sewing terminology changes around the world, as I guess other terminology does too. So loads of great tips there. Hopefully that's given people a bit of inspiration. I will have a go at this jacket and I will do a blog post on whatever I decide to do with it. Because the fit of that jacket was pretty good. It's mostly just those other little details. Like you said, there's a little bit of moth hole and one of the buttons was missing. But the, the fit throughout was 
nice. And it was a nice find. Like you could tell the fabric was nice. It was sort of a classic style too. When I take the shoulder pads out to replace those, I might have to shorten the shoulder slightly because I think they do stick out quite far. But I'll see how that goes. I'll let everyone know. Or even just smaller shoulder pads. Yeah. The thinner one because they do come in different thicknesses too. In case someone listening didn't know that. You can buy very big 80s shoulder pads or you can buy quite thin ones too. Yeah, indeed. So yeah. thank you so much for all those ideas and those tips. You're it's welcome. definitely given me some other thoughts about things that I'm going to change. And I have got a few other projects to have a look at of some which will be going back to using the basic fabric and some which will be using some of the original features to create a slightly different garment. But thank you so much for sharing all those tips. It's really helpful. So if people want to connect with you, Elise, what's the best way to reach you? I do have a sewing blog, but you can also reach out to me. I'm most active on social media on Instagram. I have Facebook as well. Or you can shoot me an email, elise at elisesewingstudio.com. You could probably put a link for that in the show notes so people can find that if they wanted to reach out with any questions or let me know if you were inspired to refashion something you already have or recycle something. So if anybody does do that, or if you've got garments and you're not sure what to do with them and you want some suggestions, then either tag us in on Instagram or you can email me or Elise and we'll give our thoughts and our ideas and contributions to that to see if that will help. Absolutely. So in terms of other tips and things like that, Elise, I think you mentioned you've got a guide, haven't you, around doing your own alterations? Yeah, I like to help people make their clothes fit their unique body because we're all unique and off the rack clothing does not fit everybody. And often that can be a bit intimidating and it may be easier than you think to change a few things around. So if you're interested, I have a free guide on tips just to get started doing your own alterations and some things to look for or avoid. So Jackie can provide the link for that there. Yeah, I'd love to hear any feedback from the show if you're listening to this. Great. Thanks very much, Elise. Well, it's been lovely to speak to you as always, and I'll share all of those details with everyone in the show notes. All right. Thanks, Jackie. Great to talk to you. So that's it for today's episode, but thanks very much everyone for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the show notes in the description area of your podcast app and click to follow or subscribe or head over to sewmindful.com forward slash podcast, which is S-E-W-M-I-N-D-F-U-L dot com, where you can also sign up for an email reminder so that you don't miss out on any juicy episodes. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, then please help others find us by leaving a review if you love this episode. And I'm always excited to find out what you got from the episode and how you plan to use the tips. And finally, if you have a question, feedback or a topic you'd like me to investigate, then you can also email me at hello at sowmuchmorefun.co.uk. So until next time, stay gorgeous and have so much more fun.